Discover the Dakota Lithium difference. Dakota Lithium is the leading manufacturer in lithium iron phosphate batteries for boating, RVs, golf carts, and electronics, all backed up by our legendary 11-year warranty. Here at Dakota Lithium, we take pride in manufacturing batteries to help you go further, last longer, and play harder. From the woods to the water, our goal is to help you live a life without limits, no matter where your passions may take you. Join the lithium revolution now. Use the code WAYPOINT3 for 10% off your next purchase at dakotalithium.com. Next Saturday, Christmas comes early. Welcome to this incredible scene. Bills. To the end zone. Chargers. It's a touchdown. An exclusive NFL game. This is fantastic. Live in primetime. Wow. Only on Peacock. With a Christmas gift to their fans. They're having some fun now. Bills versus Chargers. Next Saturday, 730 Eastern. Exclusively on Peacock. Oh, what's up, nerds? How are you guys doing? Welcome back to another Aggressively Average episode. Uh, We are talking about water that moves with a current swiftly, sometimes, sometimes not. Like a Maybe deep, maybe wide, maybe skinny. We don't know. Uh, Talk about rivers, you freaking weirdo. It's all Uh, yours. It's all yours. So we're talking about river fishing, you guys, and uh, there's, you know, there's no wrong way to fish a river except for drowning, I guess. Is there? There are. There's several wrong ways to fish a river. Specifically, we're talking about the right ways to fish a river today. (laughs) So we're going to talk about (laughs) wading. You could fish it from the bank. You could go kayak. You could float with your buddies. There's all sorts of different stuff you could do. Uh, we want to get into some of the gear, some of the tactics, some of uh, the locations, locales. Where yeah. will you find those fish? Uh, and yeah, it's some of the the journeys that we've been on. We're going to share today as well. And you know, there there is a buddy of ours who guides over on the Flat River near Grand Rapids. And his name is Ted. He's awesome. And hopefully we get to go fish with him sometime again soon. He actually put out, I, I don't know if he posted this video. Paul, did he, Did you see that? It was on Instagram. He messaged us. So he messaged us what that video? he went on a trip. They were smacking some pike. He caught a 40-incher. Well, yes, I saw that. One of, the, one of the people he was guiding, he caught a 40. And 40-inch pike, you guys. It's freaking massive. So I think the, the record's like 46 or 48. Like That's all insane. Just in the flat, man. Nearby river. They're yeah. they're here. The the trophies are here. So massive pike. They landed it, measured it out, all that stuff. Really cool. And he sent us a video, and I'll show you this later, Paul, where he let uh his buddy like row. Right. So they're oh, they're in out. they're in the inflatable rafts and they're rowing, right? If you guys haven't seen that, really cool. We we got a chance to go with them a couple times doing it that way. It's it's a really fun way to float a river. His buddy like missed or misjudged a rock didn't see it totally t-boned it and ted went with his gopro flying overboard got the whole thing on on camera he was was so gracious about it he was like i I fell out oh it's fine you you, you hear that camera and that's it that's right. the whole thing. You hear it. You hear the fall. You know, when somebody like falls really hard and they're like, Hurgh! you hear. Hurgh! And then he's like, huh, I'm fine. <laughs> like, freaking... it, he was so gracious. If that were me, if that were me, would you be? I'd mad? have been like, 
that's <laughs> not gonna be good. <laughs> be, I'd be rowing away. I'd be like, "Well, we're not, we're not getting Paul back in the boat." <laughs> that's just bye. But yeah, I mean, it's free. That's safety. where you live now, bro, Chacho. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, there's tons of fun things that you guys can do in the river, like fall in, like fall like right fall out of your raft. <laughs> Uh, but it's an absolute blast. We're really excited uh, to get back to the river. And we're right now kind of like we've been talking about this a lot, like on the market for a river kayak. And, and also my drive is trashed. Oh, and so, by the way, my, tell us the that drive, story. So I, I, I can uh, tell you exactly what happened, but go ahead. We're going to be very, I want to be very quick here. We have a lot to cover today, but I was uh, sure. Jeff and I were fishing this weekend and I started feeling, getting some weird vibes from my, uh, from my drive. It was like weak vibes? and it was fine. And then it was like shaky and it was fine. I yeah. couldn't put my finger on what was wrong, but it wasn't right. I knew that. So I made it in. Thank the Lord. And, um, without having my drive explode. I get home the next day. I'm like, okay, I really need to go look at my drive. So I pull it out. I'm looking at all the cables. I don't see anything wrong. I start yeah. going back and forth, like outside of the boat with the, with the pedals and just watching and listening. Um, and I'm hearing like randomly just like tink, 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 tink. And then like something fell out of the drive. And I was like, well, that's not great. <laughs> so right. I like look around, I find it. And it's like this little cylinder. And then I do it again. And like three more, come on. I do it again. And like three more, come yeah. on. I have a handful of these things now. And I'm like, hmm. I don't know if this is like, you know, burrs from the factory or like what's going on here. So I posted on Instagram and I so that like everyone could take a look at it. Jeff took a lady and he was like, and somebody else messaged me as well and was like, those are bearings, bruh. And I was like, oh, that totally makes sense. So yeah. I don't think bearings are supposed to fall out of your drive. So I'm feeling I reached out. Actually, I never got an email back. I need to call them. Um, they I probably tried to call me and I like didn't answer because I was working. But I do need to get in touch with a dealer and I need to get yep. it in for warranty. And I'm not going to take it out because I know what will happen. I'll get out and I'll be the furthest away from the ramp with the most wind yep. at a very inopportune time in a dangerous situation. And my drive will crap out of me and I'll be like, huh, poop. Well, coming from somebody where it actually went catastrophically worse uh, <laughs> at the back end of a lake, I can tell you, yeah, it's not fun. Uh, it, so my cable snapped internally <laughs> my yes. drive and that is not supposed to happen in fact the engineer who designed the drive talked me through the whole thing and like walked me through that which is really cool and said that that's not like that's not doesn't, ideal doesn't happen uh it's a catastrophic failure so your situation i found out after the fact because i took my drive apart and all of those things fell out of it. <laughs> it's and exploded everywhere. Luckily, it's I already already warrantied it, and they they said it was a dead drive anyways. They weren't gonna try and fix it or whatever. So I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. So there's all these little ceramic like tube looking things, and there's like a hundred of them per fin, right? Yeah. So the Hobie, you have these fins that kind of yeah. like do this, right? So there's a cone that they attach to that helps them rotate, and that instead of using a giant bearing, which would have been a billion dollars. They have just a bunch of little pieces of plastic. <laughs> They're impossible to get back in. So mine yeah. are out. Yours are out. A couple of them, which means the rest <laughs> will be out soon. Uh, exactly. But if you take it to a dealer, they're supposed to have like a specialized tool so they can hopefully, hopefully put that back in. Uh, but I but still I've got... have some problem. Like why? Will, why were they coming out? Yeah, something's wrong. Something got loose. Wrong. Because you, I you can be lose like, that drive. I want to be like here. Fix well, it. that's what you, that's what you're gonna. And then do. they go, okay, here, and it's fixed. Yeah, sometime later. <laughs> sometime. I don't know. Depends on how busy they are. Maybe in an hour. 
Uh, all right, so let, let's let's dive in real quick. Well, very importantly, uh, however long it takes doesn't matter. The Knucklehead Bass series. We have an update from May. Yes, it took a week. It takes a while on the back end to like figure out the finishers and all that stuff. So we have Team Flanders, Team Stark, the top three finishers. As promised, we said we were giving out prizes from our wonderful sponsors. Wonderful folks like Monster Bass and Busby and Akuma are taking care of us and they're hooking up our top three. So number one prize will be one of the bigger prizes. Number two, we've got something lined up from Busby for both teams. And then number three is going to be an MB gift card. So how we're doing it, Paul and I decided this behind the scenes, is the team with the overall longest length, right, for number one. So the whatever biggest fish length for both teams so this between both teams that team which was i'll tell you in a second drum roll please which was team stark correct right team stark took home the longest length and that was thanks to elizabeth zervos who had an average fish length average you guys think about this this is 108.5 inches official the average for that on five fish jeff hit him 21.6 21.6 inch average. I, I am aghast. <laughs> My jaw is unhinged. She knocked so him dead, impressive. dude. So impressive. So, yeah, that, that was awesome. So, Elizabeth, uh, congrats. Fantastic. Uh, she Might, took, home the, took home the number one spot on the number one team for the month. We got four months, right? So, so far, Team Stark, <laughs> check one. Careful, <laughs> careful. Michael mm-hmm. Musgrove coming in at 103.25 for Team On uh, both teams, too. <laughs> Dude, but, just beast though. Like, oh yeah. my, that's so one. It's twenty inch average, unreal. So, so let's run through the winners, then we can dive into the show. Uh, by the way, if we call your name out for the winners, and you already should know who you are because you check the leaderboard. Obviously, this is a tournament. Uh, we need your info, so you gotta email us. Charles will put the info up on the screen. Get us your contact info so we can connect. Get your address. We have some stuff to ship your way. Uh, so number one, I'll start with Flanders team, uh, is Michael Musgrove, 103.25, taking home some Waterland shades. So we've got uh, a couple pairs from Waterland for each month. Like we're going to give out one pair each month. And like I said, we decided we'll go with the highest value prize to the you know longest fish on that team, right, to the biggest team uh each month so that could switch flip-flop each month we're just going to keep some variety alive for you guys for the prizes so michael musgrove taking home the waterlands number two on flanders we got hold on, charles hold on what someone made a point <clears throat> get mm-hmm. fishing made a point like hey uh elizabeth decided to go on team gramps mm-hmm. for the tournament down in november and michael yep. musgrove decided to go with uh team guida for again down in, in november that's yep. totally cool we've been talking with uh kbf about that um, so we are, it's not, I don't think we have it finalized yet. Who the, do we have it? We have who it nope. is. Cause I think it's, I don't think it, we're still working on it. So we have to figure out for like one, two and three. Cause a lot of these people are on different teams, which team they want. And they kind of take some time to get a hold of those folks. Yep. Play the phone tag game. They have, they have to make their choice about which teams they're going to choose to be on. So yes, we are hearing that information. We just don't want to say anything because about who's going to be what yet. We know who it might be. I just don't want to say yes to anyone from that standpoint until it's finalized. So just to be yep. clear, we're not saying that, but those folks paid money. They got the highest you know, score, and we yep. really wanted to honor the fact that those people are eligible for the prizes. So if they paid a bunch of money to be in these tournaments and yep. they won for the month, 
even though they're going to be on different teams, we're still allowing those people. Unless they decide to you know, pay it forward, they are going to get the first, second, third place prize. So that's why we're kind of announcing it the way it is. But it's a great call out. We just want to make sure everybody knows that we just want to make sure that people are getting the prize they feel like they deserve. And we're not going to just because they went to another team, not give them our first place prize. Yeah, we're not going to shuffle that around. Uh, no. The only thing that will shuffle is the potential opportunity to win 10 grand, right? So like and they can pick, month. they can pick whatever team they want. Fine. So we're, we don't know who's fishing with us yet. That'll yep. be told to <laughs> us by Mr. Hoover. So we're going to just wait until that happens. Currently, though, we know the top three standings on each team. So we're doing these prizes. Uh, so Charles Corey, uh, we're going to get you something from Busby second place on Flanders team, third place on Flanders team, our boy Rocca with 95 inches, and we're going to get him an MB gift card. So we're going to send that your way, buddy. Uh, and I saw some of the fish he was, he was hooking up, man. He did good. Uh, team Stark, Elizabeth Zervos, like I said, you're going to be getting an Akuma reel and a hat that, uh, yeah, (laughs) you should enjoy for sure. Uh, Michael Musgrove with a 103.25 inch second place on, on my team, on team Stark getting something from Busby as well. We got a little combo package coming your way. And then Charles Corey again on this board, uh, in third place with 100.75 inches with an MB gift card. So get your info over to us, you guys, and we will take care of you. Definitely appreciate all the people that repped both teams. Yes. Uh, that was really cool to see. So you're you're adding that extra support. Remember, 33% of our proceeds is going to Autism Anglers. So it's the month of June, y'all. You better be getting in this game. There's still 10 grand on the line in November, and you can come fish with us uh, or have an opportunity to. There's still prizes like we just talked about, Waterland, Busby, Monster Bass. This will be the same prize pack for every month. We set yep. it up so that each month, these same six prizes will go to the top three for both teams. So like you have your yep. shot at a Busby box or like the cube and a rod sleeve, uh, MB gift card, a pair of sunglasses or an Akuma reel. Like that's your, that's the setup for all four months. There you go. So and right. and legitimately, like I know we focus on the top three and we're we're showing some love to the folks who absolutely crushed appreciate it. Appreciate everybody. We appreciate every single person that is uh participating with us. We are participating at a very low level because we don't get to fish enough, unfortunately. Yep. And I have legitimately we had the holidays, we had family time, just like all of you guys do too. Um, we need to make more time for it in June now. We really do. Yeah, you say that in like I know every month in the third busiest month that I've been saying it. I have been saying it since we started. Yeah, wouldn't it be great if we could just fish every day, Hmm. even Mm. just for a week? Anyways, so appreciate everybody (laughs) for participating. Uh, You know, jump back in. There's three more months to do this, and you should be thanking people like Elizabeth and Michael for going to these other teams because that slides the team spot for our teams down the line so eventually y'all are going to be on our teams so definitely keep fishing um all right let's get into some river stuff shall we no we shall not we have the q of the d and the q of the d is a little bit hyper specific um we have two rods that i'm looking at uh bringing in-house to do a little bit of testing i put some mega hours on the tfo rods i put some Mm -hmm. hours on a couple of reels the last couple of weeks um, and actually one of them was the psycho stick. There's two versions of psycho stick that I just hadn't used. And I was like, I need to like have a dead on, like really strong opinion on this rod. And I can only do that by putting like, you know, 20, 30 fish onto it. Uh, and then all, all these rods, the, like the kind of final test for reels for me has been catch catfish on it. Like let the drag do some serious horsepower, like mm-hmm. work. 
then I'll feel like, okay, I have a good idea of how this, yeah. of how this, how things are going to go down. Um, so the two rods that I'm curious about though, and testing next, one of them is, and this one's really specific. So Charles, could you pull out that Daiwa, that gray one? So this rod is the Daiwa Tatula Elite. It's a spinning rod. The thing about this rod, and, and this doesn't, Chaz is showing you the grip. Look, if you look really carefully about the grip, you're going to notice something that is so unique and I have not seen anywhere else. I'm sure it probably is, but I just have not seen it and no one else makes a grip like this. The rod, Where the reel comes down actually ends up being by your pinky, which is how I hold all my spinning rods, regardless mm -hmm. of what they are. And most of the grips are like behind the reel, like where the reel connects. I've never in my life not even when I was zero, held the rod like behind it, like you're supposed to, like some kind of, it feels so weird to even do carrying it around. And yep. so all the grip, the actual grip point is beyond the real seat. I'm really interested to try this. I want to try it super bad. These are on clearance right now, 150 bucks at Tech Warehouse. So they're like 30, 40 bucks off. Um, super nice rod Man. from what I've heard. But the grip is what I'm really interested to try and see if it's as good as I think it you know, might be. Um, yep. So that was that was option one for me. Okay. Option two was the TFO Professional Series casting series. I've not used one of the TFO casting rods yet, and I've not yeah. used the professional line. I've used the um, the um, what's the Tactical Elite, which I really liked, and I've seen a lot of reviews on. I've seen ba basically no reviews other than a couple from uh, Ben on the professional series. So I'd really like to get one. Um, these are a little. These are like more in the. These are 120 bucks. So I think these are on like mid mid tier, mid range is what I put them at. Um, mm -hmm. and I'd really like to try one of these out. So I guess, Charles, can you put a, um, can you put a, uh, a voting poll? out there? The TFO, a poll for the TFO versus the Tattoo Elite, which one people want to see? You guys let me know today and we'll go pick that one up and we will do, we'll do some testing. So that's Fair what I'm enough. into right now. Nerding out hard, hardcore. All right. Interesting twist on a Q of the D where we just do like a poll. <laughs> I like it. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Cool. So shall we talk about uh, yes. river stuff? We, I, I thought we would talk about our favorite way to do it first. Okay. Um, and so for me, for what Jeff, what is your favorite way to fish the river? You're going to do it one way forever. Uh, one way forever has got to be waiting. Just ask I think me. for me, wet waiting too. Like I yep. get, I, to me, it's like, one, it assumes that you're pretty much going to have warm weather because really when right. the water's going to be low enough that you can actually do it the whole time, you're talking warm weather. So you're already speaking my language. I also love the idea of wet wading with like no net. You're right next to the nature and yep. you're giving all the fish a bear hug. I love that. And there's always that sense of adventure of being like, do I really want to stick my foot in this hole right now? Am I going to do this? Or like if the water's too deep, you got to make that decision. Like, am I swimming around or yep. am I am I not? Right. Am I just going to turn around, pack my stuff up and go home? So I, I would also wet waiting for me and not just waiting because like I actually hate waiting waiters. I'm a wet waiting guy. I want to do it. I want to get my yeah. I get my toes wet. I, I, I say waiting in general because I don't mind waiting in waiters. Uh, sure. Assuming they're comfortable. They don't have a hole in them like mine do. Uh, or mine. <laughs> but if they're yeah, or yours, basically both pairs of anything that, that you use. I've worn recently. <laughs> have holes in them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if if it's uh colder weather obviously i want to wear waders but like i just like like you said just being in the water uh with the fish with the nature and i've definitely had those times where you're waiting and i'll go i'm like this is a spot and i need to get a closer casting position and i will go up to my chest for this and you're just like casting way up here 
it's a blast. It's totally worth it. Uh, so if you said, hey, you can only fish the river one way forever and ever, I would 100,000% say waiting. It's it's just different. Now, I love kayak fishing the river, too. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. That's so there's, uh, the Hobie, assuming that, you know, the water's deep enough uh, and you can run your pedal kayaks or like I was saying in the beginning of the show, if we get into a paddle kayak, that's like really nice, really maneuverable. We've been looking at uh, a few on the market and we haven't tried the Crescent yet. I, I feel like we're definitely assuming that they're there on demo day at ICAST. We'll get a chance at ICAST. And if not, I know a place uh, near-ish here is like two, and a half, a place. two hours away. Uh, so <laughs> got a little bit of a trip ahead of us, but they do carry a lot of Crescents. They do have a lot of the Sholies. So I'm hoping we can get into one of those. And then we tried the RVR from Bonafide, which I did like. I liked it a lot. I would never make a decision without weighing all the options and like physically testing them, which is what we recommend to you guys too. And we talked about that on the kayak episode. So yeah, let's get into the the river stuff then. I guess start out with like how we like to fish. Go with like the waiting. You want to talk gear? What? I need another boat first. We're at 50-50 split. I'm not... I'm, you're oh, gonna make you guys, guys okay gonna, you oh god i'm like i'm gonna have to get both what is this tfo <laughs> by a hair yeah, <laughs> what the hell <laughs> all right sorry and we're back jeez oh all right so real quick while you guys get five more seconds to fix this vote did we do it we did, we did it 51 percent oh, to the tfo do we have to and do 48 percent like, is, is that the deal that's so i feel close. like that's what they're telling us they tried that's to do this heard. on purpose collusion anyways <laughs> it's it's well, rigged in my favor sort of not <laughs> speaking of rigged we do have a shmiv away at the end of the show you guys so you might want to <laughs> scott vermonter is gonna win so if you could just invite all of the scott vermonters to the chat uh so that one of those scots can win no we do have a shmiv away for you guys I, I didn't even call it at the beginning of the show there's so much news to talk about uh but monster bass always gracefully uh, uh, supplying us with gift cards. So we have a Schmift card for somebody at the end of the show. You guys know the rules. If you you break the magic number that's in my head, that's over 124, then uh, we might do an extra Schmift away as well. <laughs> that's a good one, right? Somewhere in the realm above 124 <laughs> viewers, maybe, maybe. We'll Less than 126. Stuff. We'll Dude, talk we're just, about it. <laughs> throwing giveaways out right now because we got uh all the stuff from knucklehead bass series too so i mean we're here to hook you guys up i mean that's basically like the number one reason we exist i sent uh, i sent my giveaway from last week and i was like bro this is such a good deal like this is easily a hundred bucks worth of stuff showing up and getting stuff yeah of course yeah. it's always a good deal what are you Legit. talking about <laughs> How could that be Legit. a bad deal? Uh, speaking of good deals, Feather underscore outdoors. Thank you so much for the super chat, my friend. Just wanted to call it out. He just said, hey, glad to be here after missing a few weeks. Uh, appreciate you being here as well. All right. Let's talk river fishing. So start with gear. I think so. Gear are we throwing? Well, so that's kind of I actually just made a video on this. So I feel like I'm kind of brushed up, so to speak, on the for monster, for bass. monster bass. I just yep. made this video. Um for me there's kind of like two routes to go you can go the very cheap route with a lot of stuff or you can go the very expensive route and uh, that's the same thing with pretty much everything mm -hmm. in life but i feel like they're very stark differences with the wet waiting crowd like which which For type sure. you are i think the one th there's, there's a couple things you can't go without um one is going to be you got to have some foot protection like that one is non-negotiable it's non-negotiable i used to do i used to do the barefoot but after having when? that piece of shale when I first started on, I would wait, like go through the Jackson River or the river you... in Jackson and the Grand. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. All the time. 
You yeah. guys. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't, but yes. This, uh, this human yeah. man goes barefoot through Jackson? <laughs> what is like, wrong with you? Look, man. I'm look, look I'm, man. <laughs> just like my opinion. The was this is the same piece of water we pulled a laptop out of the I water. Know, that's the... What I'm saying. You have so many lithium batteries just juiced up in your veins right now. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. I made it out alive. Um Crocs, but you need some foot protection. <laughs> you need some foot protection. I did upgrade yeah. to Crocs. I do not recommend Crocs no, for two reasons. One, the the grip is horrific uh, when wet. Two, I did have a piece of shale go through my foot, and that was horrendous. Uh, so I never yep. wore Crocs in the river again. Um, and they do tend to fall off, and you have to like grab them while they're floating away. So like, I, even I in would four wheel drive. Yeah, I wanted an eight wheel drive. They were gone, <laughs> and I and I would say for sure, uh, I think old pair of shoes, like old pair of sneakers, is a great option. Super, super, super highly recommend yeah. option. Limping fisherman Cost- just said it. <laughs> Yeah, costs basically cost basically nothing and works great. So yep. I do recommend. Now there are a lot of other options. You can actually just wear a pair of wading boots. They're not that expensive, but they're all going to be over a hundred yep. bucks. And those, it's kind of nice though because they do fit with your waders. So if you have a pair of waders and that's how you choose to wade, double duty. You could double duty. You could just wear them. You socks, Which, no socks. It doesn't really matter. I've I've done it a few times. I will also say I tried out the neoprene sockies, uh, and they're. They're fine. I don't mind them. Uh, you're you're still going to get like sand in them because 100%. it just it comes up your ankle. Right. So it's like wearing loose ankle socks, essentially. Um, it, it doesn't really solve the problem. They weren't that expensive. So I didn't care about it, uh, but I'll wear them from time to time, especially if I wear the boots. But if I'm wearing like what you're probably going to say next is like you can yeah. get some nice water shoes. We picked up a pair of Danners, which were on clearance at the time. They're like hundred and Fifty dollars shoes. We got them for fifty. Normally, we got them for seventy. It was insane. So it, it was, was a no nuts. brainer. Fifty percent off. We picked those up, and we've been wearing them ever since. They're kind of like a sock type shoe. They slip on. They don't have like a loose tongue. It's all like a water moccasin slash tennis shoe. I actually wore them on a yeah. kayak fishing video trip with Monster Bass four days. You wore them this weekend straight, <laughs> and I just yeah. wear them like regular shoes. I don't even yep. think about it. In and out of the water doesn't matter. They're wonderful. But there's yep. like a lot of different options anywhere from like the $200 range for like the Orvis wet wading. It's made for right. wet wading boot. It's very nice, very cool. Uh, but you go all the way down to like just a crock if you really want to or just an old pair of tennis shoes. That's the way to go. But that's like you must have. So that's the first thing. Next thing you must have. I mean, obviously, other than a rod, we'll shorts. get to that in a second. Pants. Shorts. Sure. We'll, we'll talk shorts. So we'll go from the <laughs> bottom up. You need some kind of shorts. Bird swim trunks. Just bird dogs are great. Swim trunks are better. I'll be honest. Swim trunks is the way to Disagree. go. Like pair of swim Disagree. shorts, sure, whatever. Um, but you need to Wait, when, when you got when you got gams like I got gams like yeah. you get chafing's a, a massive problem. I feel so yeah. I, I love bird dogs or any it's type a of lined, shorts like a lined soft any type of shorts with a short. soft yeah. liner that dries quickly. Awesome yeah. chubbies. Money. Sure, people are calling them out. Mm-hmm. I but you know just any pair of shorts is fine, but I do recommend something that's going to dry up eventually. Which is why I don't. That's like a big drawback from the bird dogs. They take like six hundred years or a dryer to, to really get dry. The um <laughs> the next thing, but the next thing you really need is is something to hold your baits and your maybe yep. some of your limited fishing tools. And that you know, like Ocean State Angling said it like fanny pack for the win. Here's the problem with the fanny pack. The nice thing about a fanny pack is that it does work as like a sling pack. So if that's how you're doing it, great. I'm not that tall. And I'm always getting into the nasty water. So (laughs) it's going to be fully submerged. 
So as much as I like a hip pack or a fanny pack, a sling pack for me is what I would recommend to pretty much everyone. Now you can get away with one of those like drawstring backpacks. Like if you're really all about that cheap oh, yeah. life, like you can get away with it just fine, no big deal. There's some significant advantages to even just a very simple sling pack. The one thing, there's a couple things I like about the sling pack and the reason I recommend it. You, when you slide the sling pack around, you don't have to take anything off. And, it, and then it creates like a little workspace for you right at chest level, which I really, really, really like. The other thing is, um, you could clip things to the sling pack, usually right here by your shoulder. And yep. that would be like a pair of, this is my other recommended tool, is a pair of scissors and plier combo. So that way yep. you only have one thing. Put it on a zinger so it's like attached to you. You do all your work, zing it back, and now you're very like, it's a one-hand operation to grab a fish and then do all the things you need to do to unhook that fish and release it. That, that is a huge win. That combo is not an expensive combo. We're talking about like the split ring plier. I have them. Hold on combo cutters yeah paul is grabbing them they're they're essentially two dollars i'm sure on timu they're 28 cents uh, these are four to five dollars you can get them for nine dollars you can get a, a three pack go get them get if these you guys great, don't have these you can see you they them. have they have a little plier piece yep. but they have a braid cutter and they have a split ring like this is this is the deal and they weigh nothing yeah, they're awesome. So yeah, I, I definitely I heavily support the sling pack. It does not need to be waterproof unless you're no. going like deeper water. The we've got on trips. Yeah, we've got on trips where we've basically used it because uh, it'll retain air if it's like ultra water tight. So we use the fish pond thunderhead. Uh, people ask us about them all the time. So mine's like they're the 150 dollars though. They're not cheap. So 150 bucks is what I was getting at. Uh, they they are waterproof. They hold air in them. You can use them as a life raft, and we have <laughs> floated down river a little bit. It works yeah. really well. They so also hold into, a like, net. Deeper, they also yeah, hold a net. They they have the net loops on the back, so you can do all sorts of stuff. No, and then they got some zipper pockets and all that. Well, there's, there's a, a sleeve. Slide. There's a sleeve for a net, which is dope. Yep. And it actually has an attachment for you to carry a pole. It's freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. But like, that's the extreme. We're talking about there are extremes sure. here. So uh, I, I think like a fanny pack is great. And actually, Ocean State Fishing made a great call. Like it makes it so that you're not carrying as much. That's very, so mule fishing of you. I totally respect. You can keep it up. <laughs> well, yeah, just but a, a fanny pack you can wear as a sling pack. That's how I would wear the mm -hmm. fanny pack. It's just a lot smaller. So I totally respect not that. that fish it's lab just, one. It just do whatever works for you. I mean, you yep. can use a backpack. It just comes with a lot of like tactical problems. It becomes a two-handed operation to do a lot of things versus everything with a sling pack is slides to the front, slides to the back. You're yep. not taking anything off. And it, it is mostly dry. So in anyways, what, that's that's a what, big one for what are sure. The what are the chances that we could find some some river wading packs on Timu? Is that Timu? Clint, I messed up. Every time we say Timu, that has to happen. Okay. And so, I, but I, I, what if I clicked could, it again? Would you be mad? We could. <laughs> uh, everyone's asking about the lightsaber rod holder. Uh, that was, in my estimation, a horrific buy. Jeff, <laughs> would you, what are you, where are you at? I disagree. It's a great buy. And I'm super stoked about it. And I'm going to use Can't it. Can't wait to never watch you use it. This is great. I'm going to use it. My, uh, <laughs> so, uh, the next <laughs> thing you're going to need. The next thing you're going to need before we get to baits, uh, I would say, is rod selection. And Je Jeff and I maybe have differing opinions on this one. I'll I'll throw mine out there. Right after I say, uh, Ramon Outdoors, thanks for the $5 Super Chat. He says, what's up, boys? Cheers. Whenever I'm in the river, I use a chest pack, specifically the marsupial chest pack. Stay fishy. Respect. Understand. I don't like the chest packs, but I fully understand and respect it. It's a better call than a backpack for yeah. sure. 
Um, everything is second to me to the sling pack. That's just my opinion, man. But that would be my number two, actually. Would be my number two. It's a pretty totally. rad-looking pack, though. They are bucks, sick. Go hunt. They're so cool. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. Um, but you get rod selection. So for me, I am a single rod, and I'll tell you why. Uh, one, two rods. Just I, two rod, two rods. I tend to uh, one. One of them has to be clipped onto you, and you got to manage it. And you're always getting hooked on stuff, and so you're basically just mm-hmm. opening yourself up to damaging or losing a rod. I don't like that. Two, mm-hmm. I get with one, I find what works and I never use the other one. I never switch ever. And so I just, I, I've never been like, thank God I brought two rods uh, on a river trip waiting ever. I, I almost feel like <laughs> I would bring, I, I'm actually down for the two. And the reason I'd be down for the two is that I'd have in the pack just enough mule plastics where like let's say i want to run on the on the ultralight spinning setup i'm going to be running like the jig donkey tail jr and then uh or the bronco blade right so i have like two two rigs that i want to throw for the day and on the bfs i'm running ultralight cranks and meps inline spinners and i could just have like the main ones that are working rigged up on each and i can just switch and i never switch i never do I, I mean, that's because oh, I'm never not saying it's wrong. It's a preference. more than one. <laughs> it's a preference thing. Like I, there's a reason for it. My, my yeah. recommendation to people experienced or otherwise would be just stick with one simple. I mean, yeah, stay easy. I think the, the slimmer mm-hmm. and trimmer you go, the better in my opinion, again, just as my opinion, man, um, man. So, uh, that's it for rod selection. If you, you can go to, I would never, I would never three that's or more, oh. no more than two. You're what, just what if you took what trouble. if you took what is what is that uh tube carrier? It's like the rod, the rod runner. Mule? The rod runner? I think it's sure. the rod runner. Okay. Uh <laughs> you just took that with you down the river. I, I'm you have a bazooka a, case with like six rods. You're I'm like, already right. I'm already I would you had me, you lost me. All right. Hear me out. You be my caddy. We'll have six rods. <laughs> like, what, what do you think? Do you need? Under let's this talk ba- <laughs> so let's talk bait storage real quick. So there are no belt loop rod holder, man. The belt loop, that's worse than the backpack rod Ramon holder. Ramon Outdoors, I'm with you, bro. Let's do I'm it. Not, belt loop rod holder. Let's go. Okay. So <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk like, let's talk bait. I think bait management is kind of a big deal. Now you could just throw your baits in. I did that for years. Um, I just went on a couple of trips where I've used one of the mule quick cubes, the, the medium deep. Uh-huh. And it is a, it's a game changer. It's a big game changer. It, you are so I'm so much faster getting a hold of my stuff. I do recommend even if it's just like a larger Ziploc bag or whatever, yep. having your baits in a bag is a it is a game changer. It so just separates your terminal tackle, yeah. separates your terminal tackle and any tools that you have in there, and then also separates you from any your hard baits and makes it really easy. So, so like that, any, that one any is zipper me. bag uh would be would be ideal. So whether you're taking a chest pack, fatty pack, sling pack, blah yeah. blah blah, it doesn't matter. You get one of those, like, remember when MB used to do bags, you guys? RIP. Uh, you can take one of those and, like, you're I'll, good I'll to give go. you the, the perfect alternative. Do, do it. Amazon ones? Yes. I know what it is. <laughs> this is perfect. They're, these are actually decent, you guys. A I dollar saw these. a piece for this. Is, these Army are really fishing. solid. They have the flat bottom. They yep. fit quite a bit. I Guess think it. tent. This is, this is a whole day of river fishing and then some. Like, this is perfect. Especially if you take your mule stuff, you guys. You need like one magic multi-pack of DT juniors, one magic multi-pack of DTs, and then one magic multi-pack maybe of Crosser yeah. or, or of But this the is a minnow. great 
this is a great option if you're gonna so, be like me. I, you take a bunch of stuff. I like I like this. I have one issue with that. I huh. I actually don't do that. I I I'd rather have the sling pack with the plastics loose in the bag than that. Just because when you take that out, because it has to like open up, I stuff falls out in my boat all the I'm time. I'm with you. So all you know what time. I did? So Standing in the river. In the so I don't I don't take it out, and I okay. don't unzip it the whole way. All I do okay. is open it. The so I have it oriented. This is how my sling pack sits on your sling pack, direction, yeah. and I just do it like this, and I go through everything. Nothing falls out or moves, and then I close it back up. Like just do this, and then I'm out. Fair and enough. It worked. I love really, it on my it boat. Really good. I I don't like it on the river, but uh, there are plenty of other solutions for sure. Yeah. And you know the harmony bags are fine. Or you got Great. a small enough sling pack. There's you know everybody makes a sling pack like you can find one that you guys like yeah. uh and what paul's talking about too is like the way most of them if they're meant for fishing for example, are oriented right here yeah go ahead so so you have it slung up on your back and then you swing it up underneath so the opening is right in front of you so he's not talking about like a chest pack but yeah uh very interesting do it yeah, do the magic thing when i want to get a bait i'm just doing this but i have yep it's workstation how it's flat it's because it connects here on the side. And the reason mm -hmm. it does that is be, is this exact reason. So I do my thing, mm -hmm. flip it, zip it back up, and then boom, it's gone. But the nice yeah. thing is, is when you do this, you stick your reel in this little space and you stick your rod tip out this way. Your rod tip's right where it needs to be. You can do all your tying yeah. and stuff and you have like this little workbench. It's wonderful. The the workbench is, is the keyword I used for sure. Love it. So that is the fish pond thunderhead. Again, that's like the higher end bag. What we're saying too is there's plenty of other Anything. sling packs. Lots of brands out there. You go to Dick's Sporting Goods, you can find like Samurai Tackle. Um, Allen, the Allen one Allen, is fine. Yep. And it yep. doesn't, dude, Orvis makes a whole bunch of them that you can find two or three year model old ones. And they're like 50, 60 bucks. They're yep. easily 120. And they're, I, I still have mine because I don't want to get rid marketplace. of it. Marketplace. so great, dude. Go on Marketplace sure. because... Yeah. Fly fishing is one of those things like when people buy a boat that they like instantaneously regret and get rid of. But when they get into fly fishing, they buy all of the things. So you can buy like all the materials you need for fly making. So you can tie any fly you want <laughs> because somebody had to get rid of it because they're like, oh, my hobby sucks or whatever. Uh, fly rods all the time. I picked up a few nice ones on Marketplace back in the day and sling packs and gear and all that. Just like anything else, you can find it all on Marketplace. As long as you're willing to message with an insane person. Uh, yeah. That's the one. Gonna... <laughs> is this available? No. Did you, you ever is watch that a... TikTok guy who is one of my that? favorite? He's like, I have, I have that Hello. same gold lamp. What? I don't what? care. Like, it's, it's insane. Um, okay. So that, and that, uh, the next thing we'll say is um, I do keep my hard baits and my terminal separate mm -hmm. from. Yes. My soft baits. You mean you don't put your hooks in a bag? So, and I don't just leave them Get loose. Me. So th this is our, I know I'm like King Busby here, but like this is all we're using. I used to use Ew, all different kinds and cheap ones and all that. But some sort of thin, this is their thin series, some sort of small yep. box. Um, smaller than this, certainly you can get away with. I'm actually using a bigger one right now just because I'm not carrying a lot of plastics and it fits. So I can, I have the bigger one. I use the 21 or 24. This is the eight. Um, but this is great. I mean, this allows you to carry 10, 15 baits minimum with some terminal in here, no problem. Mm -hmm. um, so one box and then one set of plastics is usually all, all I ever take. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, that's the Colony 8T. If you guys are looking at Busby, Flambeau makes them. Uh, you can get them at any tackle store. It's, I think it's technically considered the 3,500 size box. It's like the downsize one yeah. or whatever. Anyways, it's like this one of the smallest. Edge term for Terminal is my is the old one I used to use. So uh, Stephen mm-hmm. Pratt asked the question. I, that's that's exactly. I still have it over here because it's great. It's super thin. It's small. Does bait and Terminal. It's a really yep. great option for sure. Yep. For terminal, I started using these. Uh, I just keep these with my plastics now, and I just keep like four or five of a couple different sizes. So like, hundred percent. This is a great option if you or, save these from what you bought before, or you have a bunch of them for cheap. This is a good option. Yeah, if if you want to package loose terminal, that's a great option. Well, mm-hmm. this is like a mylar bag or whatever. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. So like, that's a great option. Otherwise, if you buy, especially if you're doing ultralight stuff, highly recommended. We've been doing this now, you guys. Keep the original packaging of yeah. your hooks and weights. Do it all the time. And most of the time, they have like a little stick on the back, right? So you can peel it open, take out one hook, peel it shut. That's You're great. Good. I do it, it all the that time. That is the money move. Uh, I've been doing that for my BFS kit yeah. this whole time. So it's, it's, yeah, that's the way to do it. Or fast flats, because that's what Ooh. I use for all my terminal. At, the smaller like, fast flats. Yeah, yes. the small one. Yeah, yeah. it's perfect. It's, it's perfect. Yeah. And then so that the, way, if you ever get wet, like if you had the whole Busby kit, Mm-hmm. You most of that most of your stuff most would your remain like ninety percent dry yep. if you only got like a little bit wet like all your baits and stuff could be dry. It's it's, it's such a good so I, so the good. the one box to stay away from. I was gonna call this out. Ramon Outdoors <laughs> did is the Plano Edge Micro. So these dropped two years ago at ICAST twenty twenty one. We saw them and when we first saw them, the first instinct that we had was like, yeah. oh, cool. And then we opened it up, then we played around with it, and then we saw the price tag because we asked the guy, oh. we're like, okay, like, but what are these gonna be? 30 bucks. And I was like, mm, mm, no, <laughs> what? And like the jigs, oh. they had a little snap in for the jigs. I like the magnets in there, like, okay, yeah, that's kind of cool. Better. So it's not loose. Everything honestly should just have magnets in it, like, it just makes it easier to manage terminal for example yeah. and then like if you drop your terminal like maybe the magnet held it but the micro is just it's hyper specific to like ice or flies ice mostly flies, it's yeah, built for yeah. that and if you're going for conventional it's not really ideal for anything that you're gonna run are you gonna take all of your ned jigs and like just oh, put them insane. no it's so insane. yeah no but, like small small jig boxes were great like mm-hmm. uh feather outdoors just said uh th- this is these are the premium options so just please guys don't don't go out the and spend spectrum a million dollars is available to the river. for you guys <laughs> you can I, we're just giving the whole spectrum a the six dollar like just snap closure one i have a bunch mm-hmm. of i use those for years they're yeah. great there's nothing wrong with them so just Go go cheap with this one because that for me this is a place where I would recommend all to most people unless you're going to use this for some other application go cheap because it's just you're still getting the same amount of fun you don't really need the super nice stuff it's yeah. not a big deal and if you fall and lose all your stuff it doesn't hurt as bad <laughs> no it doesn't uh, <laughs> or like let's say you're kayaking down the river with your friend and your rod gets pulled up out of your kayak and disappears and you just bought that rod maybe you know you go cheaper don't get like the dobbins combo <laughs> anyways uh you know baits. Not, not let's talk baits real okay. fast like super fast we'll go with like jeff no. what are your top three jeff what are your top three baits uh that are always gonna be in tote when uh wet, wet waiting the river yeah so uh the fish catchiness things if i'm wet waiting is i need to have some some neds some mule products and I need uh, some inline spinners. 
Like those, those three, if I have those three, I can catch every fish in the river from Agreed. your smallmouth, obviously the ideal to your pike, pike. to any sort of panfish, like to, to walleye <laughs> yeah. we were fishing the dam with, uh, yeah. with Ethan. Like I caught a freaking nice walleye <laughs> just at the dam. You can catch anything, man. But uh, only- specifically with the mules, like if you have, uh, let's, let's say the spectrum of mule products, it yeah, just makes yeah. it super easy. But if I have the jigs and then I have some Bronco blade spinner arms, then I can like put those two together. Um, some DT juniors. I love the, the donkey tail juniors are great when the flow isn't insane. Um, and I'm, I'm wet waiting. Right. So I can just walk up, flip it under a tree, catch fish like every single time. There have been days where Paul and I have hit a stretch of river where it's like needle, maybe up to waist high. And we can hit like any spot where these trees are and we're catching fish. Those are like 80 fish days and it's bonkers. And you change your DT once, twice, twice. like it's insane. So absolutely. Every time we hit the river, the primary part of my pack is, uh, taken up fishing. Yep. Um, but yeah. And then like your Ned's always great. If I need to slow down, if I find some pools, some deeper spots, I'm looking for those Ned's, uh, preferably I'm throwing, uh, the EWG style. So I got like my Ned locks, whatever. And then the maps. So if I need moving baits, like my number one go-to that's a cheat code essentially is your inline spinners, just throw those. And in our Michigan rivers, like I, I can never go wrong with the white and chartreuse, uh, aglias. The only thing, there's only two things I would add to that. One is a micro popper. The other thing I would add three. I know. I said three. I'm saying, and I'm saying there's only two things I would add to that. One would be a micro popper, and one would be a very small, not a net, but like an open hook jig, skirted jig. Like I really like having a skirted jig if I get away with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's those like five the ones baits, we just picked up, the Ike's micro jig, yeah, there's and the quite literally nothing the you can't catch. The Kytec, yeah, yeah, there's nothing you can't catch. So the baits, they're yeah. really go- underspin, sure, but like I'd rather have it in line, right? That's why it's like there's nothing wrong with a lot of these baits, but you can get away with carrying yeah. three baits. And really, you don't need anything else. You well, do not like, need anything else. You could throw anything you throw on a lake, technically. Yes. In the river, uh, for example, you know, double blade, your full size spinner baits, chatter baits, uh, any jig that you have, you know, you could, and you could catch on those too. I would say there's times where I feel it's more appropriate if I'm wet wading fairly shallow water. Like it's not, I don't really need that. Um, we've caught on them plenty of times. You caught on the, uh, the double chat that Jigo sure sent us. Remember that? Yep. Yeah. Uh, in a, in a fairly skinny section, we were kayak fishing that time. Yeah. So we had more gear on us, but if I'm wet waiting and we want to keep it slim, like I don't, you I'm are. not bringing three bits, a 3,600. That's it. I'm not bringing a 3,700 size box. Nope. I don't have all that stuff. So yeah, I would go slim and trim with this. And okay. we're also under the assumption here where what we're talking about is mostly ultralight. It's it's going to be ultralight spinning. It's well, going to be oh, BFS. So I should have mentioned that. What's your, my one rod. I love having the ultralight, but mm-hmm. I way, 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 You're way 13 more. fishing omen black. Yeah, but like a medium light. Black. A medium yeah. light. It's an omen black. A medium yeah. light. I want to yeah, see that one. a six foot six medium light just because mm-hmm. that allows you to ned like an eighth ounce way if more. If you're taking one way, if combo, I'm just taking the one, yeah, which happens all the time, sure. I'm I'm more of an advocate of either a BFS, which is a little longer and stronger. Which is what I'll be taking. Or, um, sure. or medium light. Those are going to be my two recommendations to you. Now, there's nothing wrong with going ultralight. I absolutely ton of fun. Can't say no to it. The, I think if you take a medium spinning mm-hmm. setup, you're way limited. You're so limited on what you can really do. And so yeah. I like the medium light. I think that's the way to go. 
Like, like if, if I'm on a, not that we can't catch giants on the ultralight setup either, but if, if I want to be versatile with what I can throw and I'm bringing like just a small smorgasbord of uh tackle, maybe um, I've got some shaky heads. Maybe I've got some skirted right, jigs. Like right. not, maybe I've got some quarter ounce neds. I I've got in a medium light, you've got a rod that maybe you want to throw a river. whopper plopper. <laughs> yeah, you've got a, in the yeah. medium light, you can find a, I've, I have a rod that I would say easily handles one sixteenths to three eighths. That to mm-hmm. me is like the perfect window yep. of like you can handle a lot of the ultralight stuff, no problem. But you can also handle the um, standard down bottom contact netting and stuff like that. For sure. So you can have a good well-rounded setup. I'd say BFS kind of falls into that category too, for sure. <laughs> um, you know, the big freaking scam. <laughs> the old big freaking scam. So I just I we I wanted to clarify that, and I'm never I'm. The only casting rig that I'm taking in the river, mm-hmm. again, this is wet waiting. So you're not in the Mississippi. Like, you're going to be in a well, smaller stream. Some people are. <laughs> yeah, but not not often. I mean, most you mean times just, when you talk about Mississippi, you're talking about a giant piece of water. I'm talking about... You a, just mean wait if we're wet waiting. I got if you. you're wet waiting, yep. you're going to be in a smaller piece of water. So I'm not taking casting gear. I don't need to make a lot of long casts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just need, I need something that's going to manage a fish and current. So, so I like the medium light. Um, no casting gear, spinning gear only, unless it's BFS. So yep. that's just again where most of the time when we're wet waiting, that's the type of situation we're talking about. Um, For sure. Should we talk tactics, like how you how we actually do this? Yeah. So tactics is interesting uh, because with rivers, there's a lot of different access points, and it's a mm-hmm. long stretch of water. You you think about a lake, and you're like, oh, I got like this spot, that spot, that spot, right? With a with a river, the whole thing's a gosh dang spot. First of all. Uh, second of all, like you really, you're going to focus first on your access point. Like where am I getting on this water? Um, so you're looking for those parks, you're looking for those drop-ins, you're looking for public land, you're looking for recreational areas, what have you, you find that spot. Then you look yeah, bridges, any bridge, like then you're looking for the stretch, right? So what's the stretch? Where am I waiting? And then we're talking, um, when we get into tactics here, like which direction do I go, Paul? I get on the river. Such a big deal, man. The biggest thing, if I were going to boil this down to simplest terms, uh, the easiest way to do this by far, that where you don't have to think about it and you know you're doing it the right way. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to do what I would call, like if you're an out and back, where Mm -hmm. you're going to get in the water, you're going to fish, walk one direction for some period of time, you're going to turn around and walk back. That's the easiest way to make sure that you're going to have the most amount of success. The only direction that I recommend people fish, unless you can absolutely avoid it, is to fish upriver, meaning the water is running towards you and you are walking uh, into the current with the current, again, rushing at you. Reason is those fish are all facing upstream. They're never facing downstream. Even in slack water, they're maybe sideways, but that's it. They're never downstream. Right ahead of them. Right ahead you have to you, cast right ahead, ahead of where that fish, <laughs> yeah. fish is. So that's where they're expecting to come from is downstream into their yep. face. So they can just open their mouth uh, in the gullet. So you want to be behind the fish when you cast, cast ahead of the fish where it's looking for food, then it eats your bait and you catch it. That's the mm-hmm. idea. So um, it's so much. And the other thing too about fishing downstream, uh, I think people forget about this until they get into like a silt stream or like some mucky bottom. Um, you are yeah. everything behind you. You're clouding like crazy. So if you're fishing downstream, every step you take, you're alerting fish to, to their to your presence because stuff is pluming in the water and, and going bombs. right in their face. So there's just <laughs> yeah. you are wrecking all the water downstream yeah. of you. 
Um, so you really upstream is the only way to go. Um, and the other thing to think about, this is the biggest consideration but other than what Jeff talked about. It's like, where do I get in? You really have to think about and understand that you need like four or five backup locations because yeah. this is what's going to happen a lot of times. You're going to scout a spot online. You're going to see like, oh, public access. Cool, cool, cool. You're going to hit the river and you're going to realize it's neck deep before you even get in. And it's way too <laughs> deep or weight. The current's way too strong. And you're like, I, I couldn't fish here if I wanted to. I will I will die. I'll be deceased. So it was last year that we did that. That's when we used our packs as life preservers. <laughs> yeah. We got to the spot. We went down. We fended Which was off a mosquito wilderness. 40 oh billion mosquitoes. As we were getting our blood taken. dry, yeah. we hopped into the water. And then we we're like, oh, shoot. Oh shoot, we can't get anywhere. So then we just kind of like swam for a little bit and we couldn't we couldn't find a spot. So we left, you know, and we had walked out there too. But luckily there was like another spot we could walk around to and we did that. Same river, different spot. That's the deal. And you find a walkable stretch and then we had a killer day after that. Yep. It was great. Yep. So you really I think having backup options like three or four options, and I mean it, three or four is like mm-hmm. can be really important. The thing to consider is like Early in the year is not a like in the spring is not a great time to be waiting. The water is yeah. going to be high. At least this is in for like the northern half. If you of got the runoff, because you got melt. rain runoff, yeah. snow melts, uh, and water is actually getting pushed up through the bottom of the water table as things get warmer. So like it's just the water's high and fast, usually in the spring. So most of your best wet waiting is gonna be like July, August, or yeah. like summer conditions. Cause that water's gonna be lower and slower. Um, and it's 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 just going to be better fishing. And then as you get into fall, whatever your fall is, usually going to get more rain. And then it's going to get really, it should probably get a lot colder. So again, this is for more, mostly for people like Kentucky and North, but just yeah. in general, those are general conditions for like the best time, July, August. But speaking of like North, South, et cetera, three, three, four, give fish and mentions the poisonous snakes. So there are sure. potentially like down south, you you're more. We have some here. here too. Yeah, we have we have some. Uh, I saw a giant snake actually out wet waiting my lake the other day. I was like, okay, I'll go this way. You go that yeah. way, and yeah. he did. Luckily, he took off. So yeah, you yeah, got turtles. I mean, you got all kinds of stuff. You got snapper turtles. You got big turtles. You got beavers or muskrats <laughs> and beavers and there's all, That's part of the adventure, though. You be aware of your surroundings. Take those safety protocol measures. Make sure somebody knows where you're waiting in case you lose your phone in the river and your fiance tries to call you 10,000 times and gets really mad at you. It's only happened once. (laughs) 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 Something to consider. But yeah, you know what? Just be smart about it. And uh, if you see a danger noodle, go the other way. Maybe fast. (laughs) There are some other other, um, options, though. as far as like finding a spot and fit. I mean, you could do what you do with a boat where you can park a car with two people, park, a, you know, park a vehicle uh, both yep. ways, or you can park your car at the top, walk down on the road, go to another access point and walk up to your car. There's a lot of options. Um, yep. We've Be done, we've done it. all of these before. Uh, just, you know, just think about those things before you, before you go do what you do, scout out your spots. If you get a chance to, uh, but have three or four options. That's my biggest yep. one. So the best places to get in, uh, there are a lot of boat ramps on the river. You can go find them. There's like a go paddling, you know, app where you can, they have mm-hmm. a lot of these, uh, the DNR, your local DNR, whatever your, uh, state and local wildlife DNR's regulator is, yep. um, whatever they are in your area, they are going to have a lot of these posted, or you can just call them and be like, Hey, I want to walk in the river. Where should I fish? And they'll tell you, 
Yep. Um, it's not a secret for them. They want everyone out there. So your local shops, local shops, great shops, one. fly shops, forums, forums are not bad. Honestly, yeah. like if you just need Facebook a spot, groups. they're not, they're not bad, but I, I would do all those other things first. Um, yeah. and, uh, but just have a couple spots and just don't, don't be shy about, you know, say, basically saying, look, this spot is, is not safe. The water's too deep. I'm not feeling it. Just leave. Yep. Just leave, go somewhere else. Not a big deal. Um, also carry a, look for carry dams. Oh, like dams for sure. Brit dams bridges. are great spots. Uh, parks, Jeff said it, is probably the best of the best. A, mm-hmm. a park is great. No, but here there's a couple caveats with all of this. One, know the rules about right of way in the water. Uh, in Michigan, if you're wet, you're safe. Even if you're going through someone's private property, if you're wet, you're safe. Yep. Um, and it's a river, not like a culvert or whatever. Like it, it's got to be a, it's got to be a river. But if you have navigable Sneak up a water, creek to yeah, somebody's, yeah, if, yeah. If you have, but it's, if you're on a creek. If you're on a creek, you're safe. If you're wet, you're safe. But it's the second you're runoff. dry, the second you're dry, <laughs> yeah. you are trespassing. So to yeah. understand the rules in your state, uh, in your area, uh, before you go, and just understand that any public place where you can get into a river, you can fish from there on out. And if yep. you're bold enough to swim wherever you want to go, if you're wet, you're safe. At least in Michigan. So just understand the rules before you go. And then also uh, be um, potentially to have leeches. Uh, however you like to handle them, <laughs> have have a towel for when you're done. That's just like yeah. a nice one. And don't yeah. forget your sunscreen because you're going to get blasted. And do not forget your sunglasses because the glare on the river anything, is probably yeah. the strongest glare you're going to get fishing. None of yeah. nothing over nope. fifty, and yeah, no big sunscreen. No big sunscreen them. around here. That's <laughs> it for right. wet waiting, and then just like have fun and don't yep. bring a net. I mean, you can if you want to. I recommend don't. Yeah, I mean. uh I mean, if you're on big fish waters, maybe I find maybe. to, to pair with what Paul's saying, like every time we've brought a net, we haven't used it once. Uh, and we've caught some decent pike wet waiting where we just, you know, what? it just I'm complicates just things. Pick it up. <laughs> it's, it compli- it's a it fun compli- little challenge. I'll tell you right now, when you have, when you have a fish, a fishing rod, a net, and now you got to hold your armpit, your rod, and then you got to get your ply. Like you are. Yep. It's a mess. Like it is a mess. Your stuff is going to go down river for sure. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so yeah, so that's, that's waiting. I mean, that's like our major way of doing it. That's what we ideally do. Uh, the other option is you can float it. And I feel like this is going to have to be a different episode. It might have to be a different Um, episode. I I think what we could touch on, we'll skip the mid show segment and talk about this would be like, uh, if you guys, if you're kayak fishing, Right. Let's just jump to kayaks because there's obviously you can take a river boat, right? You got bigger water. You're taking a boat. Uh, you could also what definitely fly guys like to do, but you can also obviously conventional from them uh, inflatables. You got those really nice rafts uh, like Smith fly and stuff like that all the way down that you can float with just using big oars to guide yourself around the river. That's what our buddy Ted does over on the flat, which is cool. And we've had a chance to go on them. Nice flat decks. Pretty darn stable. Uh, we'll ride over the skinniest of water, even with three dudes in it. Like you can get, you can cover some water. It's awesome. Um, and then, and then kayak. So I, I think where I'd want to go with this is like, if anybody has any opinions on those river kayaks, so somebody called out the, uh, the Mokin 12.5. That's a uh, feel yeah. free. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these, these river kayaks we're definitely interested in. Uh, we, we kind of came to the consensus, like, you know, really like my Hobie. It's, it's, it's kind of a Bentley. Uh, it is kind of gigantic, but I would also like to have, uh, a, a manageable kayak that's lightweight that we can run slim and trim in 
and we can go especially hit the river. So the river kayak jumped up our list. That's the number one priority right now. We, we already mentioned we're looking at like the Crescent Sholey, RVR119. These are obviously great options. There's other ones out there. So I'm definitely interested to hear from you guys. If you kayak a river, what do you do it in? Do you like it? Are you on the market for any river kayaks? Let us know what you guys are thinking here in chat. And uh, while you're doing that, like with the kayak, we could probably call this out. When I say slim and trim, why would we go like slim and trim on the river? What's kayak fishing on a lake versus a river like for you, Paul? I definitely take about a quarter of the tackle. And I've been doing that for probably two seasons straight, like where I am when we go river fishing. I go, it's the same thing as wet waiting. It's just upsized a little bit. So it's one full size box of hard baits, one like Busby size uh, cube of um, uh, the uh, the cube full of soft plastics and yep. then some terminal. I mean, that's it, though. That like that is it. Um, <clears throat> and I think. The biggest stuff that's different, I usually still do take four to six rods. Though that's probably the biggest difference. I still take a full complement of rods, yep. and then the the other thing is like your your um well backup paddle is almost more necessary um on the river. I like I'm extra extra nervous about not having a backup paddle on the river. Are you saying you've been with someone in a scenario where said main paddle has broken and they haven't had a backup paddle? I've seen it happen. <laughs> And I've seen and it where people should have very and I've, angry. And I've seen it where someone. Uh oh. Paul. No. Chaz, is he, is he gone? Is he dead? Is he in the beyond? All right, shoot. Well, what Paul was going to say is. I'm here. <laughs> oh. No way. Way. Back. <laughs> All right, Chaz, your thoughts on bringing an extra paddle? Go. Go ahead. He's frozen too. Oh my god! <laughs> the, <laughs> I, think, um, I also think the biggest the biggest difference is uh, an anchor. My anchor system yeah. is way more important. So having a drag chain or some kind of anchor system, if, even if you're a stationary guy, mm-hmm. way almost more important than the lake. I think something something that you can uh, drag chains, especially something that's not going to get hung up on all of the insane amount of cover that's on a river. So yeah. I can tell you guys once upon a time ago, I used a uh, power pole micro on the river and I got stuck. Awful. <laughs> I was stuck because it's supposed to have in uh, an emergency release. So the motor wouldn't lift the pole and therefore I was just pinned and I, I couldn't get the emergency release to kick off. So I was straight up stuck. Uh, you was, were leaning back, use the manual cord, but yeah, it wasn't great. I, I did. I had to get up, turn around in a river yeah. with a high current that day. It was it not was ideal. High. It was very fast. So I did not want to be moving, uh, but I had to get up, turn around, get the thing to release and then like jump back in my seat and steer. It was insane. So yeah, be smart about it. Uh, drag chains are super cheap. We we love the Anchor Wizard. Anchor Wizard's been great to us. Some of these like new river kayaks um, have it like already rigged up, ready to go for something like that, and that's cool. I love. That. I don't understand. I still don't. I mean, I'm admitting ignorance. I still don't understand why you want an anchor 
in the front of the boat? Uh, because it would turn your boat. I'm just thinking out loud here. It would turn your boat around, and then you're casting upstream. Downstream. Downstream. No, you'd be upstream because the current's pushing you this way. But you're below where your anchor is. Yeah. So you're casting upstream. You're looking upstream. Chaz, am I having a stroke? Am I okay? <laughs> when you're drifting down, yeah, you're facing you. down the stream. Yeah. So you're at best fan casting. You're hitting angles. So this or you can turn around and go upstream, but you're turned around in your boat. But if you have your anchor in the front, you're that. going backwards downriver. So it dep- I guess it does upstream. depend on how big the water is. Because in small water, I would not want my boat have to have gone past yeah, where I'm yep, going to cast. Hundred yep. percent. I don't want to be yeah. turned around backwards, no. hit a bend, run into a tree. Right? Sure. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not happy. But if it, if it's fairly wide, if I can yeah. control it pretty good, if if I have, I mean, that I need a maneuverable boat. You know, maybe that shorter, uh, like nicer boat, like a Crescent Sholey or RVR, or whatever. Maybe I can turn around real fast paddling. Or if I'm in my 360, I feel okay as long yeah. as the current's not crazy and it's not too shallow but yeah not being able to see what i'm going into sure but i get it now especially on bigger on bigger bigger water i got it if you're drifting that's one thing if you're pinned to that spot if you're pinned to that spot it's probably yeah you can park and cast upstream man and i guess it does depend on whether you're paddling like if you're paddling upstream it'd be pretty sick yeah 100 percent um, I love that moment. We just had. like, wait, no, what? Well, I was just, I'm so used to, <laughs> uh, it's like the beautiful mind just like all yeah, the numbers. 100%. On the but I'm, try- like... I'm trying to, what was bothering me about it? What was <laughs> bothering me about it was that your boat is going to, if you're going downstream, right? Which obviously this might not be the deal, but if you're going downstream, it's interesting that I don't like the idea of your boat passing your casting spot before you would cast at it. But it totally makes sense. You're going upstream, you see a spot, you go a little bit past where you yeah. might want to sit to cast, drop your anchor or whatever, and then you cast it. That that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have a clear casting position too because it's the front of your boat. Yeah. Right? So you're not... Oh, I like that. Knocking your rods in the side because whenever uh-huh. you do that back cast on the river, I'm oh. always like, <laughs> what am yeah, I going to hit? <laughs> 100%. 100%. That makes a lot more sense now. I'm glad yeah. we had this discussion. <laughs> Me too, bro. Me too. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do this. Let's roll into the the shmiv away time, y'all. Yes. Um, I think we could definitely get into an episode talking about floating the river. I think I'd prefer to do that with one of our friends who floats the river for a living. Maybe we get Ted back on here. I don't know. Ted's a fun guest. Uh, So we'll see if we can get Ted back on. We also definitely want to go fishing with him real soon. He's just sending us uh, river fishing porn all the time. And I'm like, bro calm down with those 40 inch pike you jerk uh <laughs> it's just killing it man yeah. so i'd love to do that he would put us on some good fish it could be a blast so let's do some slow rolling thunder y'all have been here before you know the rules if you haven't been here before the rules are this we got a few fun questions they're slightly off topic we're gonna ask each other these questions and talk about them it's Slow rolling, not lightning, all right? So we're going to spend some time on that. While we do that, all of you guys need to be chit-chatting. You got to type something in the chat window here because we're going to do a random draw for the winner of the Schmivaway, which is a gift card from Monster Bass. So it's 25 bucks. good to monsterbass.com, good for anything except the subscription. We always recommend, if you had your eyes on a rod, get a lunker stick. Use the 25 bucks, put it towards that. 
It makes it an extremely, insanely reasonable price. And we'd highly recommend them. We are rocking them every trip we go out right now. And we are big, big fans. Used a lot of different brands before. These things are awesome, light, comfortable, and uh, they absolutely catch fish. And what more do you need than that? All right, let's get into Solar Ring Thunder. Oh, and if you win the Schmiv away, do, the, do what's on the screen. Charles is telling you how to do it. All right, cool. Let's get into it. First question. Is sparkling water actually good? I need to know. The people Objectively, are no. Objectively, no. I, it's not good. Uh, objectively, some, it's quite average. It's mid-AF. <laughs> the, the, the best description I've... I can't even remember where this originated for. A whisper from. of a flavor? We've all heard that, right? So it's a whisper. LaCroix, the, the scientist at LaCroix. Everyone is saying no. Someone said barf no. <laughs> they literally, they, they cut a lemon, right? Hear me out. And they just, they whisper a secret across it to the, they, they drift its essence into carbonated water. Yes, that is, that's it. Um, no, it's, no, it's not. Do I drink it? Yes, I do. Absolutely, I do. Because Someone just I need something. It. Someone said the only reason this makes uh, brawn one PL. I have no idea what that means. How are you even it, reading that? <laughs> it's it's a good replacement for pop if you don't want to drink pop, but That's you want the carbonation. That is it for me. I don't want to drink garbage, and I'm like, all right, fine. What's yep. not garbage? That's not water in this case because I want some flavor. Yep. And then yeah, but like someone else said it, uh, Channel Tompkins or Chanel, Chanel Tompkins, B water or B pop. Be water fair totally totally freaking fair dude oh no Um, she came back and said i mean soda no i had so i had i mean coke (laughs) what you get it you get it i like it though it's Uh, i had one today i had one yesterday there's like a lemon lime one it actually kind of tastes like it has uh alcohol in it already and i'm like okay i feel like i'm having an alcoholic beverage even though i'm not It, it wasn't bad yeah, it that that's exactly it. It's like uh it's also if you've ever mixed it, it's an alcoholic beverage. Yeah. You basically just taste the alcohol with bubbles. That's that's it what is, I never so ocean steak goes when you pull alcohol in it. Yes, I'm like, no, but then it's just alcohol with fizz. Like I don't I'm not it is, it I don't is. I'll never I'm not the I am not the person who goes to who gets like a uh vodka soda. When I see yep. someone that orders vodka soda, I'm like just drink vodka, bro. Just get a shot. They're trying to dude. slow down. They're trying to slow down. You, you got to. I, I know like, that it's a thing. It's just not limes. my thing. You got to juice three whole limes to make up for it. Yeah, uh, yeah sparkling, sparkling water, Latroys, <laughs> etc. Not, not good. Not good. I appreciate that they're. I appreciate that they're here. They're just yep. not here for me. All right. Cool. <laughs> so interesting. This is my biggest treat to myself. It is. It's so, it's like a reward. It's, <laughs> it's like a reward. It 100% is, man. Every this time Paul it. grabs a Coke, I'm like, oh my God, he's rewarding like, himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true at all. It's, it's like, like one out of every, th- it's like one every every three. He gets to hang out with his friends and drink a Coke. That's not true at all, Chas. I already, I know when Chas. the last one I had was. Stop spreading misinformation. <laughs> All right. All right. We're going to do this next one and then we're going to do the giveaway. All right. So, Chaz, don't, Chaz, don't do the giveaway don't yet. Roll it. We'll be ready. Ask the question first, then you roll it after we. Uh, All right. Archi- this one should be pretty quick. Archaic cushions. Archaic cushions worth it. 
kayak cushions being the brand kayak cushion specifically or oh. just a pillow that I put under my booty. Yeah, some kind of cushion chair. for a kayak chair. I think in general, are are they worth it? Well, yeah, because you can get them super cheap. If you get the kayak cushion, which I don't. How much There's is 50 bucks, I think. 50 bucks. All right. Well, <laughs> if <we're> t- <laughs> what? If we're, t- <laughs> if we're talking about that. <laughs> you said an aneurysm. <laughs> I, my brain just exploded. <laughs> financially it's like you just pop a blood vessel i'll, I'll never recover from this financially <laughs> i think so I, here's my here's my theory I've even with the cheap ones one. even with the cheap never. ones mm-hmm. i've not used one either i would say only when you have an only plastic seat like if you bought a really inexpensive kayak and you just need a pad i think any of them are are all of a sudden necessary i would yeah. even recommend going so far as just gluing yours to your <laughs> the butt of your seat and I'm the reason that. I say that even the cheap ones are not worth it for most for like a good kayak seat in addition yep. to a good kayak seat. The good kayak seats are very good with a cushion. I feel like you're just sliding around. I imagine you just being like, annoyed. Yeah. I would be like annoyed managing it. And then I would be annoyed because I'd forget it. It's one more thing to remember. I already have a hundred things on my checklist. I don't need to add that to it. Yeah, it might get. And B Dooley goes 10K in a kayak and 50 bucks for a kayak seat blows your mind. I'm like, good point. <laughs> Fair. Good, good point. At this point, B Dooley, everything blows my mind. If it's $1, I'm like, yo, we it's already. It's a good point. I cannot. No, you can't look at life that way, bro. Look, I, I can't. I, I can't in good grand. conscience. I can't argue that point. You're right. I argue it. I argue it because any additional dollar at this point is too many dollars more. Like it's, I hear you, but I, I don't think he's right. <laughs> All right, Chaz. <laughs> I think consensus, consensus is we're not sure, but probably not. All right, Chaz, run the giveaway if you would, good sir. Ramon, no Ramon way. Outdoors <laughs> is the winner. All right, that's Brother. so. Yo, hey, did, bro, you, did you Ramon. see he just did a video? He just did a video. Uh, he did where... yes. So he has a series right now where he's fishing like YouTube anglers that he likes to watch. And he did. Uh, he never uh, said that. He just said like YouTubers. He never said he likes to watch us. All right. All right. He said he fishes like YouTubers that he thinks are stupid and terrible at their jobs. Nailed it. And we were the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Uh, so he did uh, Creek Fishing Adventures. He did an episode no. with them uh, with the, I think, the Sherbert Orm. <laughs> Yum. Yeah. Uh, and then he did the Ned Rig. The Shark Deuce No Less. And he doesn't is even he? fish it that much. So that's is cool. he here? Oh, no. What if he left? That would be the most depressing thing. I think he even may have said, I have to leave now. Oh, no. Can we just give it to him? We know him. He was here. We have this... all his info already. I'm giving it to him. I'm giving it to him. <laughs> what? Right? Uh, only Come because on. it's he, did Ramon. Do a, he did do a video and he texted He was him. here. Yeah, and he, he fished like us. Come on. He he fished the shark. Yeah, and he dude. hooked us up earlier. Yep. He he did do a super chat. He did fish the shark deuce. So we're bypassing the rules. Which I want we him up and we're letting him do be it. Be duly devil's advocate rules are rules. I <laughs> rules are meant to be broken. God's advocate. I would say uh, I would say Hang on, hang uh, on. Chaz, how many viewers? Then we'll decide if rules are rules. Nope. Rules no. are not rules. Rules, rules are more like <laughs> guidelines, anyways. G- Jesus advocate, Ramon is getting it. Um, I think. <laughs> that, I think. Okay, I love it. I do have. Can we ask our last question? Then we can be done. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do one more for the road. All right, last one for the road. This this one, you guys actually have to listen to. 
how how in the world should we get ready to fish in Alabama in freaking November? I don't even know what that means. Do you have One, any idea? In November, my fished. packs put away for the year. Yep. One, never fished uh, in Alabama. Two, never fished a trophy lake, period. None of them. Not one. Yeah. Three, <laughs> the kayaks in hibernation, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, Snorlax? So, Snorlax is in a cave somewhere. No, if you're on our... What <laughs> do I do? Start chewing tobacco. Well, I'm on. I'm Dude, already ahead right, of you there. Way ahead what, of you. What kind? Grizzly? No, it doesn't matter. Grizzly, it doesn't matter. Way I'm ahead of you. I could do the loose leaf. I could do the power. It doesn't matter. But we go this, loose this, leaf? Oh, Bro. you know me and red we, the, man, the red man and I have a oh, relationship. No. Oh, no. Uh, will that make us better? Then I'm in. I'm doing it. Uh, I won't. To Alabama. <laughs> okay, Odyssey. <laughs> sure. I will set up our... our no, 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 no. Uh, Get fishing says... Get fishing says... Top water, A rigs, swim baits. Okay, top rock, top water swim baits done. Can do that. A rigs have have not figured that out. Not a clue. Uh, will I throw it? Absolutely. I'm gonna. I'm, bro. I'm no, not not the live target bait ball. No, thank you. But D says D says you could always watch some YouTube videos. We're going to, but like. What? I need it for like that week. You're telling me. I need it for like that. Dude. I need it for like that week. Yep. Mountain shoe. <laughs> hey, good call. He goes, uh, uh go yes, to I get our monster best when I get some from Alabama on. That's a good tip. How similar are Georgia and Alabama? Because we could get we could get some people. Yeah. All right. A rigs, A rigs, A rigs. Everyone's saying A rigs. I mean, it is the Alabama rig, right? So that fair, fair enough. I only fair. have, I think, I only have two A rigs. We just bring six setups with A rigs tied on. We're like, Yo, why do you guys have all? Why do you guys have all Alabama. heavy, heavy mag heavy? What's happening? Yeah, you know what's happening. Uh, spinners, top water, hook size four. I mean, you're you're speaking my language now. Like, I I can get that. These, um, what else? BFSA rig. <laughs> the triple A rig. I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry. That is amazing. Right? That's inc- we could make, make one. Triple A rig? Can we make a can we make an eighth of an ounce A rig? And it's all shard deuce, the triple A rig. Dude, I all shard truce and purple. Bro, I'm not. I'm not. Stay I'm tuned, not, you guys. I'm not met. Hold on. Hold on a minute. Write it down. Triple A rig. Who could make us? Who could make us a BFS A rig? Uh, let's talk to Bait Finesse Empire. I chat. already know. I already know how I want that. I already wrote down. This is what it's going to be called. I'm going to type it in a chat. I can't wait till it comes out and everybody hates it because it's BFS. <laughs> that's what we have to. That's what we have to. That's what we have to name it. The A A A rig, like A A run. Hey. Hey, hey, Ron. <laughs> okay, uh, so it sounds like Alabama A-Rigs. Uh, we're going to come in with BFS and Ultralight, and everybody's going to be like, what? <laughs> what is and then we're going to catch trophy fish, and our teams are going to win. <laughs> Dude, this is crazy. Yeah. With yeah, what? Okay. He can't. No. He's not gonna make an A rig. I'm like, here's not me gonna out. make an. 
I want you to make something you're not going to sell. How about so that A rig weight? The A rig weight would have to be like one one thirty second of an ounce or one sixteenth because you'd have to add a bunch of one thirty two one sixty. 164th maybe and then you have a whole bunch of 64 132s alabama what's the hook rule in alabama is it three can you have three four five i don't know the umbrella rig is technically five right like we can have five in michigan i know a lot of states they can have one that's all i really care about so if it's let's say it's three you run we have to have one with three and one with five how about that one with three and one with five all right so three three four get fish and says five so we have five hooks done all 132s and then a 164. No, all 180s. All 180s? Yeah. And a 132 head? No, maybe. You need to. You're going to be on the I don't, No, I don't think you do need to. I, I think, think you, you only need to have at the front, I think you only need to have like a 16th. Yeah. Could you imagine the whole thing's like a quarter ounce? <laughs> five hooks, five this rigs. Is, this is freaking so cool. I want one so bad. I want one so bad. My oh, whole body man. needs one so bad. Wait, you better, you better there's write... so many of those and new ones I've seen. What does that mean? What are you talking about? What? The, these already exist? A BFSA rig? I'm um, talking about the live target bait ball. Don't, don't come at me with that. Uh, ultra <laughs> light A rig. BFSA rig. Prove it. Shane's bait mini finesse umbrella rig. <gasps> you could just go buy them. These are not BFS, you guys. These are not ultralight. This one isn't. A mini is how many ounces? $25. <laughs> All right. It doesn't say how many. It's what's happening. There's no weight on this. Yeah, there's no weight on this light one either. Prove it. All right. Once we once we see the link, prove it. There ain't no way. <laughs> oh, wow. I need I need to know. Yo, I got I got. It. Did you just say aluminium? Yeah, mini out of here with finesse. That nonsense. Chaz, <laughs> what's mini finesse? This three is three and a half inches. There's... The th- whole thing is six inches. Where's the weight, you friggin' turds? Where, are you looking at Shane's bait? Yeah. Yeah, this one doesn't have a weight on any of them. I wonder if it's just the wire. Could be. Maybe, Maybe there's no yeah, jigged weight. So it, weird. Anyways, I we're gonna to we're gonna look into this, you guys. <laughs> oh, look at that! We just uh, we went down a rabbit hole for no reason. Never mind. All right, so it doesn't exist, as far as I know. We're gonna what? find I've out. Se- I'm seeing them. These are not BFS, bro. You ain't got no weight. The mini. Doesn't mean that it's like light <laughs> at all. These like light uh, wire. The hog farmer, dude. It's just it's light wire and three hooks. That's the mini. That's the mini part of it. But how big is the head? It's probably half an ounce, quarter at best. Doesn't matter. And they're not rated for that anyway. So yeah, we we gonna figure it out. Triple A rig coming your way. Anyways, that's it. That's all the slow rolling thunder we got. Some dude on Reddit made some. Okay. We'll keep looking. I'm going to keep looking into it. 
Triple <laughs> A rig. Ah. We're gonna make a BFS rod too with Monster Bass. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been fun, you guys. Uh, Paul is now in literally in the rabbit <laughs> hole, so he's gonna be comatose for a little while here. Uh, while he does this sniper research. <laughs> Gosh dang it. Anyways, uh, it's this been is fun. three ounces. You're out of your mind, buddy. Buddy, let's sign off. Relax. Right. This is this is three ounces. You're out of your mind. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We're calling it for tonight. Uh, you guys have been awesome. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll be back again next Wednesday. We do have a members only live also on Tuesday. So if you guys are a member, I see all you green green names in here. So if you are a member, join us Tuesday. It'll be at eight fifteen. PM Eastern, our, nor- our new standard time that we're doing. So we look forward to hanging out with you guys as well. Do a special schmiv away for you. You know the deal. It's going to be a blast and we'll give you some insider stuff, some behind the curtain things that we don't talk about on the regular show. So if you want to join that, you can click join below. If you want to find out more, appreciate y'all. We will see you next Wednesday and Chaz takes out. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. PenFed's got great rates for